Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host as ever, Tom Pipkin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tom Walker. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Boy, I, I am feeling the momentum right now. Yeah, we are. Um, so we really hope lots of you got on the winning bombproof treble last weekend. So Tom W picked as a winner, uh, three winning teams. We'll cover that in more detail later in the show. But, you know, we're on a good roll of form right now. Um, hopefully a lot of you are joining us for the ride. So on social media in midweek, we put out eight tips for the Tuesday-Wednesday games. And we got six right there. And then last week on the podcast, um, we gave you six bombproof treble tips. We had five winners there as well. That includes three for Tom's winning treble. So hopefully some of you have got on those tips, either as trebles, accumulators, singles, made a bit of money there. If you have, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcast. So we're we're begging for it at the start of the show this time rather than the end. <laughs> yes, and we're also uh, we're also going to double up on the uh, begging by encouraging you to head to our sponsor's website. So Mans- we're sponsored by Manscaped. They are the world's greatest company when it comes to below-the-waist men's grooming. Uh, you get 20% off and free shipping because you're a listener to this pod, uh, FBP20, at the checkout. Uh, begging over... Happy to start on a new week, Tom, with new opportunity. And uh, yep. can't wait to get my teeth sunk into it. Like I said, really feeling the momentum at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for anyone who is new, welcome to the show. What we're going to do is we're going to go through the Premier League, the Championship, League One and League Two. We're going to pick out our betting highlights from each of the leagues. Uh, then we'll kind of wrap wrap up our favourites into a, a into a bomb-proof treble each. Uh, then we'll look at a little bit of fantasy football at the end. I've had a good week this week, so so that's a positive. I'm quite looking forward to the fantasy football section for the first time in about two months. So Good for you. Um, I, not, that it's a bad, not that it's a bad thing because he's been unbelievable, but uh, I've had Son as my captain for about four weeks. I just keep forgetting to change it. So, mm. yeah, yeah. N- not great for me. No one to blame, by the way, just myself. No. Well, you might get points. We are recording on Thursday night, uh, so a bit of a later recording this week. So as we kind of record, we're going to have Spurs-Liverpool ongoing. So that'll be interesting to see how that goes whilst we record the pod. But, um, yeah, apart from that, we're, we're using fully up-to-date results, fixtures, stats, etc. Et so we'll start then with the Premier League. And the 12.30 kickoff is Everton against Newcastle. Steve Bruce under increasing amounts of pressure. Six losses on the bounce. No wins in 11 consecutive games. Uh, This is the worst run of Steve Bruce's managerial career, believe it or not. And they go away to an Everton side who are, you know, they're in pretty flying form at the moment. Up in seventh in the league with a couple of games in hand. And they're one to two to get the victory over this struggling Newcastle side. I I don't see any reason why they wouldn't, to be honest. Um, one to two is, I guess, the price you'd expect for that result to happen, uh, that outcome. Do you disagree or do you think Everton should get a comfortable one and uh, move on? Yeah, I, I think it'll be comfortable. Newcastle, two goals in nine games. Uh, as you mentioned, worst run in Steve Bruce's managerial history. Everton purring, uh, starting to recapture some of that form. They're now only uh, two points off as we record a Champions League spot. One to two is disappointing, but let's be honest, we were we could not have expected anything different. No. Um, Newcastle are on a run of 18 consecutive games without keeping a clean sheet against Everton. So that's a pretty poor run and we know they can't score goals. So if Everton get one or or two, which is likely, um, you really doubt that Newcastle will get anything from this game. Yeah, can't keep clean sheets, can't score. It's not It's not a good uh, recipe, is it? We're only going one way. <laughs> uh, right, three o'clock. So we've got three three o'clocks this weekend. First one, Crystal Palace against Wolves. For me, I don't dare go near it. Nothing here for me. Don't know about you. No, agreed. Uh, Palace, no wins in their last four. 
uh, Wolves one win in the last four. So the next one, Manchester City against Sheffield United. As you expect, Manchester City, heavy, heavy favourites at one to eight at home. Sheffield United, 17 to one. If you fancy them to go to another Manchester club away and cause an upset. Certainly can't see it myself, but yeah, Manchester City at one to eight, but there's there's nothing here really for me from a betting perspective. No, there's nothing for me either. I think the days of Sheffield United where you could look into a severe handicap market are gone. I think they'll lose, but I don't expect them to get hammered as good as Man City have been recently. Yeah, I agree. Finally then, uh, bottom of the table clash. Fulham against West Brom. This will be an interesting one. West Brom 23 to 10, Fulham 11 to 5. Sorry, the draw 11 to 5 and Fulham 13 to 10 favourites for this. Anything you fancy here? No. How can you fancy anything here? That's <laughs> all right. I, just a question. <laughs> no, I mean, West, I mean, West Brom under Sam Allardyce are on aggregate. They're losing 17 nil. At the Hawthorns. Bloody hell, that's bad. <laughs> Under his stewardship. Uh, he has moved, Tom, to uh, second place in terms of next manager to be sacked. He is 5-1 to one to be sacked. He's only been there five minutes. I know, I know. Obviously, he's not achieving the... the uh, he's not achieving the consistency that the board are looking for, despite uh, one or two decent results. And then you look at Fulham... They looked like they were just turning a corner and now they've gone and not won in the last five games. So I don't know who to trust. If anybody, this will be a championship fixture next year, maybe. Well, certainly the way it's going, although Newcastle would have something to say about that, I'm sure, <laughs> with their current performances, as we've touched on. But yeah, I don't know which way this one's going to go. But historically... Um, Fulham haven't lost in their last 10 games against West Brom. 5.30 then is a pretty big one. It's Arsenal against Man United. Arsenal 9-5, the draw 5-2 and United 29-20. Um, now for me, I would have been much more favouring United here, but that's Sheffield United losses. Kind of dented my confidence in them somewhat. Um, I'm kind of looking more down the both teams to score route as a safer option here rather than picking a side to win. 8-13 to 13 is the price for both teams to score. Um, believe it or not, it's been 15 consecutive games since Manu have last kept a clean sheet against Arsenal. Wow. So it's a long run that goes back many years. Um, if that continues, which I definitely think it could, um, I think Odegaard coming into Arsenal will is a very good signing. I think he'll do well in the uh, second half of this season. Whether he, you know, starts this game straight away and has an immediate impact, I don't know. But they have picked up recently. Um, and Manchester United, as we know, very capable of scoring goals with their firepower. Pogba looks like he's back on it as well, which is which is a big plus for them. So, yeah, both teams to score is the way I'd go rather than result. But I don't know if you've got anything to, to build on with that. It's a similar line. Uh, mine's over 2.5 goals. Yeah. So, uh, a very similar line. It's four to five. Uh, United, last three games, over 2.5. Arsenal, two of their last three. Um, Arsenal have scored three in two of their three games. And United have scored uh, one, three and two in their last three games. So, definitely uh, a forward-thinking game. I'd, I'd probably lean towards draw if I had to go for a result. The draw is five to two. I think, I think uh, the top of the league this season in terms of the title challenge, the European places, etc. I mean, Arsenal are in ninth on the surface of things. That sounds bloody awful. They're actually five points off a Champions League spot. So, you know, it, it's really tight up there, and I get the feeling that. All these games, including the big sides, and I include Leicester in that, then I, f I feel like th there's so much more on it this season because everything's so much tighter. You know, you don't want to lose yeah. to a rival. 
And I feel like everyone's going to go out there not wanting to lose. Um, at the That's the kind of uh, first hurdle for them. And then, you know, if they can go on and win, great. But, you know, a draw away for United is not the worst result in the world. So, yeah, just a little thing in the back of my mind. But, yeah, over 2.5 is my stronger tip rather than draw. Yep. Okay. Um, I like that. If we want to combine them together, 10 to 3 for draw and both teams to score, which is something I could definitely see happening. One all, maybe 2 2, something like that. Yep. Uh, right then. Southampton Villa rounds off Saturday at 8 o'clock. The Saints 13 to 8. The draw 13 to 5. Villa 31 to 20. Uh, for me, toss up. Flip your coin. Hmm. I ain't got a clue. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm leaning towards Villa, but when I was having a look at the form, I didn't realise that Villa had won one of the last six. And I felt like Southampton were going through a sticky patch and they've won three of their last six, unbeaten in four of them. So, so everything is completely topsy-turvy. Um, so the one thing that I'd probably go for, Tom, both teams to score, Danny Ings, um, Ollie Watkins, Jack Grealish, etc. on the same pitch. I feel like both teams to score is almost inevitable with those um, quality players. It's four to seven. So I was hoping for a better price to tip the profit chases, as you can tell by my tone. But that's what we've got to work with. Hmm. Yeah, Southampton do worry me with the both teams to score a little bit. They've only had one game that has been both teams to score in the last eight. But... I guess you could say they drew one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> I was kind of looking at it, you know, from I mean historically, you know, if you want to go down that route, five of the last six games including uh, including these two sides have been both teams to score. Uh and actually four out of six, uh sorry, five out of six have been over 2.5 goals as well. So historically the fixtures one to watch. But yeah, in terms of Southampton recently, you know, they haven't necessarily backed the tip up, but Aston Villa certainly have. Okay, cool. Um, let's move to Sunday then. We've got four games on Sunday. So we're starting off at 12 o'clock with Chelsea against Burnley. Chelsea, big favourites for this one. At 1-3, to three, the draw 4-1 to one, and Burnley 17-2. to two. I'm not going anywhere near Chelsea at 1-3. to three. You can leave that, shove it all day. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure uh, Sean Dyche and Burnley in decent form. You know they've they've won three games on the bounce across all competitions. Five in five wins in the last seven across all competitions. They're coming into this in good form, and I think they're really big. I'm not I'm not saying they're going to win, right? You know I'm not going to tip that up, but they're a big price at seventeen to two, and Chelsea are way too sure one to three. Yeah, Chelsea in transition, obviously with. Thomas Tuchel, or however you say his name properly, uh, coming in. And Burnley, you mentioned their form in that, obviously. You know, we, Tom, me and you like to look at who they've played, right? So you may look at it and go, okay, they played Villa, not great. Fulham, not great, etc. But they beat Liverpool away. They almost um, held United to a draw. United unbeaten away from home all season. So, yeah, Burnley, why on earth you would go against them at the moment with Chelsea in this transitional stage is beyond me. Um, yeah. If, if, if you're looking for anything Burnley orientated, as Tom said, we're not going to tip them to win. But double chance, draw or Burnley is nine to four. It's a cracking price. It's a great price for a team, as you said, Tom, that's probably in the best form they've been in for season and a half. Yeah, maybe it's been there for a while. Yeah. yeah, they were the lowest scorers in uh, Europe's top five leagues until they won three nil um, away at um, Fulham, which obviously we'll get on to later on the show. Cost your under two point five treble, and yeah, they've scored three back to back. So I'm I'm not messing with Burnley at the moment. No. Okay, next one then. Leicester against Leeds, and I just read those two teams on the page, and it just screams goals at me. Hmm. I don't know about you, but I, I don't know whether this is going to be 
Leeds losing 4-0, whether it's going to be an entertaining 2 all, but I think there's going to be goals in it. Um, Leeds last few away games, just to run through some scores, uh, 6-2 loss, 5-0 win, 3-0 loss, 3-0 loss, 2-1 win. So away from home, they've been thoroughly entertaining, um, for the neutral at least. And Leicester, you know, they've got plenty of firepower. They've scored at least two goals at home in four of the last five games. I'm kind of, I'm thinking potentially Leicester to win here, both teams to score, but I definitely think goals is probably the safest way forward. Ding, ding, ding. I think you just hit the nail on the head and you just you just read my tip out. Um, hey. <laughs> I'm just going to go through it first. Uh, Leeds on the road, 80% of their games have gone over 2.5 goals. Leicester nice. at home, 50-50. Literally an exact split. Mm-hmm. So the odds are in our favour when you when you take into consideration uh, Leeds, as I just mentioned. And yeah, Tom, you completely took that off my sheet. Leicester to win and both teams score is 12-5. to five. I have seen Leeds capitulate especially on the road way too many times to have any confidence in them beating a side that is third in the table at the time of recording and well in a title challenge Rafinha and Rodrigo were absolutely sensational against Newcastle so that's where I feel like their their goals could possibly come from those two are uh, brilliant talents but in terms of actually winning the game nah Leicester for me yeah cool Next then, West Ham against Liverpool. West Ham 3-1 to one outsiders at home. The draw, 29-20, to 20, so also just under 3-1. to one. And Liverpool, the favourites, at 5-6. to six. Um, I don't dare. I don't know which way to go. West Ham, six consecutive wins since the turn of the year. And Liverpool, struggling, aren't they? They've got to be respected because they're Liverpool. But West Ham are, are a team banging form. And I... I just really don't know which way this one's going to go. Tom, one team has won six in a row. One team hasn't won in their last six. So we've got West Ham here coming into it in form. Double, I mean, again, we'll, if this game is played ten times, you know, how many do Liverpool win? Six, seven, possibly? Yeah. Um, but yeah, right now, as we uh, as we're talking, you've got to be leaning towards West Ham getting something out of it. Surely, mm. uh, they're five to six um, for the double chance. That's what I like the look of. And Tom, I didn't prepare this, but whilst you were talking, I just put together a little Burnley West Ham double chance double five to one. If you that's fancy, not bad. Yeah, what is that? If you fancy. Uh, Chelsea and Liverpool to not win, essentially, to keep it simple. Yeah, 5-1. to one. 4.95 to be uh, specific. But yeah, I don't know why. I can't go for Liverpool the form they're in, and I can't go against West Ham the form they're in. So it's a tough yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Um, finally then, for me, this is kind of ending on another tough one. Brighton against Spurs. Brighton 12 to 5 at home, the favourites. The draw is also 12 to 5. And Tottenham 23 to 20. Um Yeah, I I don't trust Tottenham as much as maybe I should in this game. I don't know why, but why? do you? Yeah. They haven't lost any of their last five away from home. They've won their last three. On the way from her, away from home, they're playing against a team that hasn't won a single game at the Amex. They have drawn six of their ten, so maybe that's where it's coming into it for you because Brighton are kind of draw specialists at home. But uh, no, mate, Tottenham are Tottenham are a better side. Brighton are pretty but utterly toothless, and uh, yeah, one goal goes in for Tottenham, and it's pretty much curtains, I think. I'm very confident. Mm, I, I, I disagree. I, I disagree. I, I think Spurs have got this habit at the moment, which I think is probably where my doubt is coming from. They tend, they tend to take a lead and sit on it and concede. I don't know. We've seen that against Palace, Wolves and Fulham um, across the last kind of six weeks or so. Yeah. And they've not won any of the, those games. They've taken the lead. They've sat on it. 
and then the other team who they should be beating has then come back into it and they've they've ended up drawing the match. I think that's probably why I doubt them. Um because I could see the same thing happening again. I could see Spurs going 1-0 up, sitting on it, and then Brighton end up nicking one in the last 10, 15 minutes. I hear what you're saying. Very, very valid points. But, mate, they've they've won five of their last six games and three in a row on the road. They've not been the toughest opposition, for sure. But, nah, for, for me, I, I think this is a bit more cut and dry. I mean, this is... This is football, right? Difference in opinions. But 23 to 20 for me, I'm pretty confident with Tottenham. Tom is not so sure. Yeah, if they do win, it's a, it's a very good price for Spurs if you if you do fancy them. Well, if yeah, it's the classic, isn't it? If you back it and they win, it's the easiest money you've ever made. And you go thinking, bloody hell, why didn't I put 100 quid on that? Yeah. But if they lose, then you think, bloody hell, like, could you know, kind of see that coming a little bit. So. The signs were there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, one of them. Yeah. Um, well, that's it then for the Premier League. Let's uh, talk quickly about our sponsor, Manscaped. Yes. So, we got something a little bit new uh, regarding Manscaped. So, support for the Football Betting Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. But, big news... It's not just razors, Tom. Manscaped have just released their new cologne uh, to help you feel good and smell good. Uh, who knew smelling this good could feel this good? Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. And Tom, you are one of those 2 million. Yes, I am one of those 2 million. Um, I received mine in the post today. And uh, yeah, it smells great. Yeah, so if you want to check that out, along with all their other products, everything from uh, underwear, which is actually very silky and comfortable, <laughs> to be honest with you. Know you know what? I'm not just saying this because this wants the podcast. It's my favourite pair of boxers. Yeah, they're unbelievable, aren't they? They're really comfy. <laughs> they, they come with the uh, Perfect Package 3.0, which is what we were generously donated by from Manscaped. And, you know, the underwear, I just thought it was a bit of a gimmick, to be honest, but I love it. I love yeah, it. You can, you can buy it separately. You can buy it separately. I bought yeah, stuff you can. For Christmas. Did you? Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so obviously there's the underwear, there's now the cologne, and then all the other uh, grooming products. So FBP20 at the checkout, you get 20% off bonus and free shipping. And I love free shipping. It just feel like it gets everything over the line for me. <laughs> Yeah, so please do go and check that out, guys. Um, and now let's move on to the championship. Yeah, let's championship. So I'm going to get us started with the early kickoff. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Norwich at home against Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough, I mean, they're still in seventh place, Tom. We were not expecting Borough to... Uh, be right up there. We thought they'd be kind of the flirtatious playoff team, right? Like 11th, 12th, mm-hmm. something like that. Always within touching distance, but never quite there. Um, but they're in real poor form at the moment, Tom. Tuesday night, Rotherham came to town. You'd expect Middlesbrough to to deal with that situation. Rotherham completely battered them, 3-0. Um, they have now played... Um, their last five games, they've only got one win. That one win was against Nottingham Forest, who we all know have not been great this season at all. I'm really worried about Middlesbrough at the moment. I'm I'm convinced they're going to come through it, and I'm convinced that they're going to finish whew, ninth at the very, very worst. But they're playing against a Norwich side who, you know, they came off a FA Cup defeat away at Barnsley. That was their last game. They didn't have a midweek fixture. And, you know, apart from that, they were unbeaten in their last six. They've won their last three home games. Buendia is still there. Uh, they've just signed that Greek lad at left back. I can't pronounce his name, but everyone's saying that he's a Premier League left back because they've been playing a centre mid there in Sorensen. And all the signs are there. Tom, why won't Norwich win four to five? Yeah, uh, they should do, shouldn't they? 
Yeah, but uh, why won't they? Because it's the early kickoff. So what, why won't uh, they? Yeah, well, that's your reason. Because it's the early kickoff. <laughs> They're going to get a war knocked in the in the early kickoff. Yeah, uh, you reckon? I think Dale Fry, who obviously um, had that uh, coming together with Branthwaite, um, I think he's still missing as well, and he's massive for them at the back. So yeah. just enhancing yeah. that tip even more. Exactly. Um, let's just dust quickly over Brentford Wickham. Brentford priced at one to three for the win. I'm pretty sure they'll do it um, on a really good run of form of Brentford. Seeing them go up to fourth in the league with a couple of games in hand on on Watford above them. Um, yeah, so they should get a comfortable win at home to bottom side Wickham. Uh, a tip that's got a bit more value in it. Forest at home to Barnsley. Um, it seems like when the fixtures come out at the moment, you know, we always look for teams that, that we like to play or who we do well against, rivals, and potentially teams that we don't do so well against. And for me, Barnsley, one of those teams that whenever I see Forrester playing them, I think, here we go again. They're going to do us 1-0, 2-0, something like that. It seems like whenever we play Barnsley at the moment, they just have our number. Um, we played Barnsley three times in the last six months. We've lost 1-0, 1-0 and 2-0. And considering the contrast in seasons that the two clubs are having, Barnsley, you know, doing very well. They're in 12th position, uh, seven points outside the playoffs. I'm sure they'd snap your hand off at the moment uh, if, you, if you gave them that at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for me, I, I just think Barnsley have got our number. Every time they play us, and I see nothing in Forest that will change that at the moment. So, two to one for Barnsley is a very good price. If you fancy a bit more safety, the double chance is one to two. Yeah, Forest. It's just, can you? I don't know if you remember Tom, but ages ago, ages ago, when Forest were God in like this is when Kidderminster. I think we're in possibly in the cha- championship level, or we used to get them in uh, in the cup. But we used to have a bogey team in Kidderminster constantly. Mm-hmm. Then in the League One days, I don't think we beat. Yeah, and Walsall, we didn't beat Walsall in the three years we we're in League One, including cup ties we drew against them. Bloody nightmare. And now it's Barnsley, and. Yeah. Credit to Barnsley because I would trade our players for Barnsley's players in an absolute instant. Um, they're just the better side, so mm-hmm. that more of a team. Yeah, more of a team. Got individuals. Yeah, got an identity. Got some exciting young players. They got a way of playing. It doesn't always work, but when it does work, it's hard to play against. Yada yada yada. It's just they're a better team. You're tipping the better team. That's all it is. Uh, Monday night, snooze fest, Watford QPR, um, poor, both, I mean, Deeney penalty FC against Lyndon Dykes, <laughs> uh, five in 23. I, I just look at this and I'm just bored. I'm just completely bored at uh, both teams. I mean, I, God knows how Watford is still towards the top because, that they haven't been good for one second this season and they're third. And you can say that they're riding their luck or you can say that they know how to get it done. I, I depends what side of the fence you're on. And then I look at QPR. changed the manager amongst all that as well? Yeah, exactly. I look at QPR and I just think, God, man, like Brighter says Samuel, he signed a pre-contract agreement with Fenerbahce that was supposed to go through in the summer. I saw him in a Fenerbahce kit on Twitter yesterday. So, don't know what's happened there, but he's obviously brought that forward. And then... That is random. Very random. This is the guy who was linked to the Premier League in the summer window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... uh, I I don't know Bright, personally, but I imagine it was quite a uh, lucrative offer. Should we leave it Mm. at that? Uh, But, yeah, I've been looking at some of the stats here. So Watford at home, this is a Vicarage Road, 69.23% of their games go under 2.5 goals. And QPR, away from home, 69.23% of their games 
are under 2.5. So I feel like all the, every single stat you could possibly want is there. And it's four to five. And I've seen worse prices, Tom. Yeah. Well, eight consecutive QPR games have been under 2.5, yeah. There it's, you go. Uh, completely agree. Completely agree. It's going to be a horror show to watch that one. It's a great price. I reckon what uh, it wouldn't surprise me. You should be able to bet right on exact outcomes. So if it was 1-0 Watford, courtesy of a Deeney penalty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. Can you do bet builder? I'm not going to read out the name of a uh, bookie that hasn't backed us and sponsored us. But <laughs> on, on a very popular website, you can do bet building. So wondering if... Uh, yeah, I don't think it's that specific. No? Okay. Well, yeah. anyway, it'll be a terrible game. Anything else in the championship? Uh, not for me, mate. Is there anything for you? No, I found it pretty, pretty hard. Be honest with you. Mm. Yeah, let's go to League One then. Yes. See what we've got there. Uh, you can get us started. Shall we have uh, a drum roll? Uh, <laughs> so, this is almost like a weekly feature of the podcast, isn't it? Um, you know what it's going to be. It's going to be Rochdale to feature over whatever amount of goals in their game. So. For weeks on end, literally it seems like weeks on end now, we've tipped Rochdale to be Rochdale's games to be like over 2.5 goals, over 3.5 goals. Hell, I think we've even gone as high as over 4.5 goals before. Um, and I can see exactly the same thing happening again. It keeps happening, so we're going to keep on tipping it. Mm-hmm. Um, for perspective, for the profit chasers, if you are new to the show, um, Rochdale are probably the most entertaining side well I think no, they are the most entertaining side to watch in, in the whole of English football at the moment so if I just run out read out their last seven fixtures for you uh, 4-1 3-3 4-4 3-3 1-0 don't know what went on there mm. 2-2 4-3 so they've got six games in amongst those seven that have all featured over 3.5 goals Five of those games have been over 4.5 goals. Four of those games have been over 5.5 goals. <laughs> you know, the, where do you stop? So for some prices, if you want to be safe and go with over 2.5, it's 13 to 20. Over 3.5, which is we're looking at a 3-1, a 2 all, something like that. 13 to 8. Over 4.5, 4 to 1. And over 5.5, which has happened four times in the last seven games, nine to one. So it's pure entertainment wherever they go. And they're playing a side in Bristol Rovers who are not renowned for their defensive resolve. Let's put it that way. Um, So, yeah, I think there could be more goals on the cards here. So it's up to you where you want to go with that in terms of how many goals and how confident you feel going up that list. But yeah, I certainly think you can get minimum 2.5. Man, the stats are mind-boggling, aren't they? They are. They're absolutely bonkers. I haven't seen anything like... Do you know what I was thinking about this earlier? Um, About, you know, like the Aaron McLean, Craig McHale, Smith, Peterborough era? Not the Peterborough. Yeah. Yeah. There there were a couple of... Yeah, George Boyd. There were a couple of bookies... That's stopped giving out prices for Peterborough, both teams to score. Like, you couldn't bet on it. And I feel like Rochdale are like the closest thing we've seen to that. Like, this mm. this is mad. Like, actually mad. Yeah. Um, but I'm absolutely loving it. Can't lie to you. Um, I've got something that's a little less exciting, but ultimately just as likely, I think. Hull. Hull City are surprising everybody at the moment. They have catapulted themselves to second in the league. They unfortunately did come off a 2-0 loss to Accrington uh, in midweek in their last game out. However, before that, they went to Fratton Park and won 4-0 against, for, for me, the best team in the league in Portsmouth. 
Previously, before that, they beat Accrington at home, 3-0. Um, they've just been great recently. They've been absolutely fantastic. Um, Gavin White coming in has been unbelievable for them. Uh, what a really good signing that is. Really compliments uh, Lewis Potter and Malik Wilkes. Um, in midfield, Smallwood is just absolutely pulling strings. Hull are in a great spot right now. And they're playing against one of... The, for me, one of the biggest letdowns in League One, in Swindon, really thought Swindon would be kind of around the mid-table mark. Obviously, Richie Wellens leaving um, you know, was not in the plans. And they find themselves in 22nd. I just can't, I just can't see any other result other than Hull winning this game, despite the Accrington um, yeah, defeat. I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Swindon lost 7 of 11 on the road. Hull have won 7 of 11 at the KCON. It, mm. it just it seems pretty straightforward. It's 9 to 20, so clearly the bookies agree with us. Um, yeah, should be a straightforward home win, I think. Yep, yeah, I agree too. So I've got something really special for us next. I don't think I've oh. ever tipped this out on the podcast before, so I'm this is new. So, Oxford United against Fleetwood Town. Mm-hmm. I think Oxford will win this game. Uh, the price at 19 to 20 for the win. Seven wins in a row. No defeats in 11 consecutive games. And Fleetwood, the away side, no wins in eight consecutive games. Um, however, Fleetwood actually haven't lost to Oxford in 12 consecutive games. And Fleetwood have scored the first goal against Oxford in 10 consecutive games. So that absolutely goes against the current form stats. Mm -hmm. So that leads me to this. Oxford United to win from behind. Oh, wow. It's 9-1. to So that means Fleetwood score first and then Oxford then go on to win 2-1, 3-1, whatever. Um, And then we're keeping with all the trends. I love it. Uh, Mate, anything that's got that much research behind it at 9-1, my ears are just, or like you couldn't grab my attention anymore. Yeah, I think I thought you'd like that. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I mean, you're spot on. Everything that you said, you know, all the trends pointing in that yeah. direction. And oh, man, it's hard to resist anything at nine to one, really, isn't it? If you think it's imagine that. this, right? Nine to one double. Rochdale's game over five point five goals, and this and a nine like that's two nine to ones. Whatever that works out as. Yeah. What's nine times nine? Um, 81. 81. 81 to one treble. Right. Tenor on. Double. 81 to one double. Sorry. Yeah. Tenor's on. Tenor's on. Yeah. Love it, mate. Absolutely love it. Groundbreaking tip, as you said. Never, <laughs> ever been on the show in almost four years now of doing this. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, fair play to you. All right. Let's swiftly uh, move on to a couple of other games that we've got. Uh, First thing we want to say, and I feel really bad um, doing this, is we want to wish Steve Cottrell the quickest of recoveries from his his COVID situation. Um, You let me know, Tom, uh, the other day that he's in intensive care, right? Mm, Yeah, I've not seen the latest. I don't Mm. know if his situation has improved or not. But yeah, last thing I heard, he was in intensive case. Yeah, it seems pretty 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 bad for Steve. Yeah, um, obviously being Forest fans, Steve did a a good job for us, didn't he? So we like it. Just read, I literally just uh, Googled it whilst we're on the call. Uh, The latest is he's had a bit of a bad week, to be honest, again. Shrewsbury Town Manager Steve Cottrell remains in hospital with coronavirus. Hmm. So that was an hour ago, BBC tweeted that. Well, we wish him well, and I feel bad, but I do think his football team are going to lose on Saturday. Um, they're playing against Peterborough, 
Peterborough haven't lost in their last nine games. Shrewsbury, uh, you know, the last two games they have lost uh, against Sunderland and Southampton in the cup. But obviously, you know, that's Southampton. In in terms of just in terms of just two teams going against each other here. Again, I use this line all the time, but if this game's played ten times, Peterborough win eight of them at least. And Shrewsbury, they've been decent without Cottrell still, but they have lost Charlie Daniels, for example. Obviously, the manager's not in the dugout. How would that affect things? And Peterborough have been on really good form despite a little uh, wobble drawing at home to a goalkeeper-inspired Bristol Rovers that on Twitter seem to cost absolutely everybody in midweek. But I think Peterborough will bounce back 5-4. to four. Yeah, if Peterborough don't bounce back, then they might they may find themselves on the ban list. Um... <laughs> you don't want to be on the ban list. It's a terrible yeah. place to be. A couple of coupon busters in a row could mm. uh, well see them on the ban list. Yeah. Um, I've got one more thing for League One. I really like League One this week. Yeah, I've got two things. So you might take one of mine, which will leave one left. So uh, for me, Crew Ipswich, both teams to score is a really good price. Did you have that? Kind of. Kind of. Carry on. So, so for me, 10 to 11 for both teams to score between Crew and Ipswich is great because we're just following the stats here and the trends. So Crew are without a clean sheet in 15 consecutive games, really struggling to keep them out. Both teams to score has happened in nine consecutive Crew games. So very strong form behind this one. And considering that, the price being just under even is really good. Okay. My extension to that is crew to win and both teams to score. Seven to two. Seven to two. Ipswich, probably in the biggest mess in in relative terms, so I'm not saying they're in more of a mess than bottom of League Two. I'm just saying for their aspirations, size of their club, etc., in the biggest mess in the EFL, seven to two for Crew to win over Ipswich. The local media has started a campaign to get Paul Lambert out uh, and possibly the owner as well. Fans are at an all-time low doesn't help that Norwich up the road everything could not be going any better for them this season so yeah that's my extension on your tip Tom yeah yeah I'd agree really weird that Paul Lambert what was his last season um he signed a contract that was like a four-year contract or something like that yeah um... contract extension when they weren't in good form as it was so really weird decision to give him such a long contract considering that they weren't playing well at the time. And it's, yeah, it's, it's weird and it's not gone well for them. So, strange. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he had 18 months left on his deal. Uh, he took over in October 2018 and then uh, his contract took him in until 2025, which it reminds me of Pardew. Remember when he got that seven-year deal? Yeah, the eight-year deal. Eight-year deal. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> mad. Um, that was just one for the headlines, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that was just... Crazy. Mate, that set him it's up for life. Paying him off now. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> set him up for life, that bloke. Um, hmm. My final one, Tom, is Sunderland. I'm going to say... It, it might not be this season. It might not be. But I'm saying that if not this season... Next season, if things carry on the way they are under Lee Johnson, streaky Lee, Sunderland will get promoted. I really like what I've seen from them. I wish they weren't four to seven at home to Gillingham because I don't like them that much, put it that way. Um, but I do think they'll get the win over Steve Evans. Gillingham, despite Gillingham uh, winning two of their last three, uh, I, I think. Sunderland are looking really good at the moment. Mm. Yeah, they are. I think this is going to be the problem now with Sunderland for the rest of the season. Um, they're going to be rubbish prices. Yeah, because they're Sunderland. Yeah, because it's Sunderland. Yeah. yeah. Okay, final word on League One. 
first game at Plough Lane between AFC Wimbledon and MK Dons. I will never let a podcast show go by without wishing the Dons good luck, especially this weekend. League two. Uh, Yeah, League Two, let's get started with the beast rivalry in the EFL. (laughs) It's El Glossico. (laughs) Giant game. So this is uh, Forest Green Rovers against Cheltenham Town. Um, I'm going to go for both teams to score here, which is priced at five to six. You've got Forest Green in second. Cheltenham in fourth, so both clubs, you know, conceivably could get promoted in the top three promotion spots in League Two this season. Um, recent games between these two sides have been pretty good. Um, both teams have scored in seven of the last eight games between the two, so that's mainly where this tip is coming from. Uh, both teams have scored in four of the last five games for both of these sides when they're not playing each other, just general league games as well. So there's lots of both teams to score stats flying around here. Um, so, yeah, that tends to to lead me towards that. I don't know who's going to win it. It's been pretty pretty even. Maybe Forest Green Rose has shaded it over the last few years. But, yeah, I think both teams will get on the score sheet anyway. Either way. Yep. Yeah, uh, massive derby game. Bigger than Man U Liverpool, this. Uh, okay, Tom Mansfield. Which I just can't ignore a team that's won five league games in a row. I just can't no, do it. I agree. I just can't I do it. Uh, Clough the Magic Dragon is taking uh, Mansfield <laughs> to new heights. Um, they are climbing the league table at a rapid rate. Uh, they're actually only six points off a playoff spot now. Um, seven to four away at Destin for mid-table Warsaw. I mean, Warsaw are, are a good side. You know, they're unbeaten in the last three. One win and two draws. But they're, they're not Mansfield. Uh, their win, unfortunately, for Warsaw also came against Port Vale, who are still without a manager and in a complete mess and having a shocker of the season compared to expectations. I just think Mansfield are going to go in there, get the job done, and they're 7-4. to four. Give this to me right now. It's a great price. Yeah, give it, it really me. It is a great price. So how do you like the sound of a a, six, a tasty 16-1 to one double? Yeah, I'm all ears. I've already put a tenner on it. What is it? So, arguably the two most informed sides in the EFL. So Oxford to finish in the top six in League One mm-hmm. and Mansfield to finish in the top seven in League Two. The double, 16 to one. Really? Yeah. That's tasty. Yeah. Both on very, very upward trajectories um, in much better form than the teams above them, and a lot of the teams above them at least anyway. So. Wow, that is tasty. Yeah, it's tasty. Well. Might have a look at that once we've uh, finished recording the show, to be honest with you. Um, anything else, Tom, in League 2? I'll be honest with you. I love League 2. I love it. But, my God, was it hard to pick much this weekend for me. Uh, there was one stat which stood out for me in the Exeter-Carlisle game. Okay. Um, we actually took advantage of this in the reverse fixture a few months ago. Exeter has scored the first goal in this fixture in 10 consecutive games. It's 6-4. to four. So, okay. it is a good price. Mm-hmm. However, you know, this is a very tough game for Exeter away at Carlisle. So, you can kind of understand the price. But if you are a, a man of statistics and data and follow that, wherever it leads you, it leads you to a 6-4 to four. 10 consecutive games they scored the first goal um yeah will it happen again i don't know carl are good but the stats point to it happening the stats do tom and that's why we do our research so the profit chasers don't have to yes we need um, to trademark that one day. yeah we do yeah because anyone can take that right now because it's not as well as the um 
we're going to talk about bomb proof travels, aren't we, in a second? And that kind of leads us nicely into last week's phrase that we probably should have trademarked. <laughs> what was that? Oh, it's it's not. Uh, what is it? It was your your thing. You're always winning until you're not. Yes, and that's with the under two point five treble that Tom had. Brilliant segue. Love that. Uh, so yeah, yeah, do you want to read through what happened with your with your treble, Tom? It was doing so well. It was. It was doing really well. So yeah. So my treble was an under two point five goals treble. We wanted a snooze fest, and we almost got it. So this treble spanned Saturday and Sunday. Um, started off with Derby QPR. Derby won one nil, so comfortably in. And uh, later in the day, we had Villa. Or was it? Yeah, it was later in the day. Later in the day, we had Villa against Newcastle. Villa won two nil. They were two nil up at half time, so that was a bit squeaky, but. Finished 2-0, so great. And it was all looking rosy in Burnley against Fulham, the third game. Burnley were 1-0 up with 20 minutes to go. And then they ended up winning 3-0. Oh. So, very disappointing. Um, I was looking at my cash out on unnamed bookie. <laughs> and uh, it was at about 45 quid out of about 65 total returns. So that kind of tells you how close it was to coming in, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very, very unfortunate, I think. Invoice, Tom, uh, prepare an invoice for Kevin Long of Burnley and uh, we'll we'll get him to pay you (laughs) out, mate. But yeah, at that point, they were the lowest scorers in the top five European leagues and they stuck three past Fulham. That is the FA Cup for you. Um, However, we did have a winner. Hey! So, uh, we will review that quickly. We had Flavour of the Month, Oxford at home to Bristol Rovers, 1-2-0. We had Lincoln at home to Northampton. That was probably the scariest. They won 2-1. And we had Morecambe against Sinking Ship, the Titanic, Colchester. And Morecambe won 3-0. It literally returned with no pennies at all, 50 quid on the nose. So hope everyone got on that. It seemed like quite a few people did. So yep. we're going to do the same as we have been doing for God knows how long now. Uh, we're going to go through the bomb-proof trebles for this week. Uh, if you're new, this is where we put all of our research, knowledge, and general football feeling, I suppose, into a couple of tips that we will be backing ourselves with £10 stakes. It's completely up to you how much you back. We just want you to be responsible and only bet what you can afford to lose. Hopefully, what we can do is all join on the same bet, bash the bookies, and then revel in the uh, success, you know, over the weekend, throughout the week, and then on the following show. Because I I just love knowing that I've took money off them. It's lovely. (laughs) Do you want to go first as you won? Last week, yes, it was, with, it was with hopefully another winner. Yes, so my my treble has been typed out for what time is it? About six hours. It's been cooking. It's on a, a nice slow cooker. Um, we are going to start off in the championship. Don't worry, it does get better. We're going to go for Brentford. They're one to three. We are also going to go for Hull, nine to twenty. But this is where. The money goes up. This is where the price jumps. Clough, the Magic Dragon, Mansfield, seven to four away at Walsall. Three teams chasing promotion. Mansfield, you know, recently more than the other two. But ten pounds on will return you fifty-five eighty-two. Nice. Yeah, I like that. You've really bumped up the price. When you read out the first two, I was thinking, huh? This is going to pay about twenty quid. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> I know, I know. Um, hopefully that means. Like hopefully that means that you know we won't even have to sweat about Brentford and Hull. Hopefully, um, and then yeah, Nigel can can bring it home for us. I like it. Yeah, definitely like it. So I'll read out my travel now. This is a real mixed bag travel. Well, not really a mixed bag travel, but it it is kind of. Um, so we're going to go for both teams to score. In crew against Ipswich, it's priced at ten to eleven. We're going to go for over three point five goals in Bristol Rovers against Rochdale. 
that's 13 to 8. And we're going to go for both teams to score in Forest Green against Cheltenham, priced at 5 to 6. And £10 stake returns 91.87. What? No. It's the 13 to 8, that's why, that's that's bumped it up. Um, Still. And you've got the other two are just under evens, so, you know, it's a, it's, it's a good value. It's a good price. <laughs> good value. I was, was weighing up whether to go with over 2.5 or 3.5 for, for Bristol Rovers Rochdale. I've gone for, for 13 to 8 for 3.5. I love it. So if you do want more security, maybe go 2.5 and lower your odds a little bit, but yeah. Well, ninety-one I'd love it if that came in. I'd love it if mm. I, mine came in. I, I, I mean, it was so close on the weekend. First time in pod history we nearly got both trebles in. That would have been absolute scenes. It would. It would have been unreal. But uh, anyway, we'll do it this week. Tom, let's. you want to look at fancy football, so I'm going to let you gloat and you can take it away. You're going to humour me. So I've got a green arrow. This week, um, I'm up to 119th place in the in the football betting podcast fantasy football league. Um, so that's good. It's a big improvement from like 140 something wherever I was. Mainly thanks to Man City players, Cancelo, Sterling, Gundogan. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm doing all right. Did you have a good week? I did. I got a green arrow. Up to 163rd, um, which just sounds awful, really. Um, I'm not doing as well as the top 10, which are... Hang on, hang on. Before you jump into the top 10, I just want to say I'm, I might win the cup, you know. Really? Well, I'm, I'm about to go into round five. Uh, I don't know how many rounds there are. Right. Well, what do you win? Um, you win VIP hospitality at one Premier League match, a night's two nights accommodation and travel, a copy of FIFA 21 and a games console, a tablet computer, a Bluetooth speaker, a Nike manager jacket, and an FPL goodie bag consisting of a rucksack T-shirt, mug, water bottle, stress ball, pen, pad, and keyring. I like how they put a stress ball in there because this <laughs> game is very stressful. Um, well, that sounded like I was advertising. Fantasy I was there. just about to say, um, how on earth do we now sell that the winner of our league gets 20 quid? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you how. We will guarantee that you'll get 20 quid. The Premier League cannot guarantee when you'll be able to use your hospitality passes for a game. Exactly. So there you go. Um, wow. Now, I, what's the point in reading this out now? <laughs> I feel completely done. Uh, top 10, Ryan Stubbs, Andrew Robson, David Arias, Jamie Parker, Andrew Johnson, Owen Fagan, Scott Strang, Warren Torch, David Doherty, and Sean Hayes. Wow, Warren Torch really lighting the way at the top of the table with 68 points. <laughs> Sorry. Lighting the way, I love that. Sorry, I couldn't resist. Um, love it. Yeah, he's burst into the top 10. I think that's a new name. Yeah, I think it is. Um, so, yeah, please do join the league. If you are not already in it, you'll join your rightful place and you can get the podcast, you can get the league code from us on social media. Um, you're just giggling away. <laughs> I can't stop it. Uh, Warren Torch. Oh, man, that's really... Lights in the way. That was good. That was quick. Um... I'm, that person, I'm that person that laughs at their own jokes and it's terrible. <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah. Um, social media, Tom? Yeah. Uh, Twitter, T underscore FB podcast. Lots going on there. Uh, memes, um, great content, uh, Manscaped player of the day, which are players that have kind of genitalia within their names. And also what you're probably looking for, midweek Twitter tips as well. Uh, as we said, we went six for eight um, last week. I think this week was pretty much 50-50. Think three from six this week. So, yeah, check that out. T underscore FB podcast. Same with Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com slash 
Football Betting Podcast. And we are also uh, interested in hearing from you on email, footballbettingpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, and if you have enjoyed the show, like we mentioned at the start, please do give us a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcast. That will help us along our way. It will. Thanks for tuning in. Good luck over the weekend. And uh, yeah, let's bash them bookies.